Welcome to Pardon Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold. He's Ernest Watts, and we're here to do a special Christmas edition of Pardon the Confusion, where in the past we have talked about good Christmas movies, and we've talked about Christmas gifts, what kind of gifts we'd like to give to sports and entertainment stars. And this year we might add lumps of coal, too. Uh, I wonder how many kids these days, Ernest, even know about the whole lumps of coal thing. I'm sure they never hear about it at all. Oh, wait, someone at the door there. Who is that? Wow. That guy with a white he's, suit. No way, he's early already? Yeah, well, you know, someone's been good. But, yeah, I mean, uh, kids don't know about the lump of coal. I mean, the whole getting, being good, or I guess the equivalent of it is that Elf on the Shelf stuff that I know a lot of parents are into. Oh, man, tell talk. Let, I have strong opinions about how lame that is, but go ahead. Well, see, I, you know, my phone's in my... TV are keeping track of everything I do, so why do I need an elf on the shelf? Yes. I mean, the federal government's been keeping track of us for years. Why do we have to put a very strange-looking elf? Ernest, they're listening right now. Yes, yes. Shh, quiet. They're listening. All right, okay. They're listening. <laughs> um, so we're going to have some fun with Christmas gifts and stuff, and uh, in the meantime, talk about some of the sports headlines, and boy, football's been great. Um, basketball is really winding up. Uh, World Cup soccer was fantastic on Sunday. I, I st- Ernest, don't don't tell all your preacher friends, but and deacon friends, but I stayed home on Sunday and watched the World Cup soccer game. Well, don't tell. There were times, and I had to go in early for a deacon meeting, and we distributed our bags of fruit, so I had to stay late. And uh, I. Knuck a lot of looks on my phone. I did get home time enough to see the the PKs. So was, I didn't yeah. see that much. So let's start with where, that. Where do, you, where do you rank that all time? Global sporting events. Top five? Top ten? Well, the announcer, the U.S. Fox announcer was saying it was the greatest World Cup final ever. And then they backed off that a little bit. And then, uh, of course, um, they, the announcer... Uh, Rob Stone said it's one of the greatest ever world sporting event. I would say because there was over a billion people watching it, it had to be in the top four. The thing is, every time I watch World Cup, it reminds me of the Olympics. It's like how soon we forget how much people love the Olympics. The difference is with soccer or football, as Peyton Manning and um, what's his name, the British dude, argued about in commercials. What's his Beckham, name? David Be- Beckham. David Beckham, yeah. Chris football, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, with that many people watching, I think there's not a huge drop-off. It's like the Super Bowl for Americans, but just think of a world stage. Um, when I went over to Tanzania back in 2008, there's kids playing soccer everywhere. I mean, it just is the world sport. So I would say that had to be the top five of all-time sporting events in the last 50 years. I would agree with you my lifetime but that means you got to name the other four so i'm biased now it's got to be at least a one super bowl or two in there and then okay. a couple even Olympics. though that's a really even though the super bowl is kind of a very regional sport but go ahead well i say it's got to be olympics have to be olympics world cup soccer and then you slip in a super bowl or two so so what what name them which ones have you got them in mind which ones you would think Ernest, do we are we supposed to do prep for this podcast? Did I did I miss it? Well, I, how about I give you mine? Oh, I see you're setting yourself up. 
Yes, I'll give you mine, and uh, that gives you time to formulate yours. Okay? Yeah. Number one all time. This is my lifetime. These are events that I was watching. Uh, Number one all time is Ali Foreman fight. Uh, The Rumble in the Jungle. That was transformative. I think boxing is one of those rare sports that still has a global appeal, or it did then. And the magnetism of Ali, because everybody thought George Foreman would kill him. Just, Just destroy him in that respect. Uh, another, I'll say in the same genre, was even though it wasn't a title fight, was the Thriller in Manila, which was Ali Frazier 3, in which both of them never were the same fighter after that fight. Pretty much ended both of their careers. Uh, when it comes to the Olympics, and that's, I look at Olympic events next. It's not really a sporting event, but but Sydney to the the hostage situation in Munich and how that kind of changed us in many respect. And I guess if you say seventy two Olympics, you got to go with Mark Spitz. I mean, he made he made swimming cool again. That's the the forerunner. And he had the seven medals in that time. Leaves me one more as I keep stalling for, for Paul to come up with one. Uh, one more sporting event. Wow. And I guess that would be in South Korea. That would be the Carl Lewis 100-yard uh, da- 100 100-meter dash with uh, – no, no, I take that back. One more, uh, one more fight. Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Wow, you're heavy on the fighting, man. Ball. Yeah, yeah, because that's international types of For a sport you think is dead. Yeah, it is, but it wasn't then. And, and you know, barely slipping out Federer and, and Nadal, Nadal. Those any The Wimbledon match, I think, was 2006, 8 or 7. The, yeah, the Nadal-Federer match, tennis. That's mine. Now you have you could choose any of mine. Top five all time sporting events worldwide. Uh, I don't think I can do it. I think I'm just gonna be real homer here and just say my favorite sporting events in my lifetime, real quick. Um, Alrighty. Nineteen um ninety five, Michigan won the national championship. I know you said they split it, yada yada. Nineteen sixty eight <laughs> Tigers and nineteen eighty four Tigers won the World Series. Uh, 1980 Winter Olympics, uh, the miracle on ice. Uh, so those are real quick top four for me just because of how important they were to me at the time when I was watching it and so awesome. But um, Yeah, it, it, but the thing with that is that wasn't a title match either. That was the semifinals, the uh, miracle on ice. Russia and USS and... The USA, I mean, that was showed on tape delay, which has always stuck in my craw a little bit. But they didn't win the gold medal till Sunday morning. I did get to watch that live against Finland. Yeah, yeah. But see, and a lot, what a lot happened of when forget, I was 18 and you were... Uh, much uh, older. 22, <laughs> 24? Yes, yes. 22. So most of our audience wasn't alive during that, which makes me incredibly old. So let's talk about the present. In Christmas presents, right? Oh, everything I just picked was 
25 years ago or more. I know. Ahead. I know. It's making yeah, me. Yeah, but global, global. That's I'm, I'm afraid that the, the ghost of spirit pass is about to fly into our rooms and say, hey, you so talk about too old things. But we are old. That's the way it is. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm going to stick on the um, soccer football theme. And for Messi for Christmas, who had an unbelievable, I'm not done yet, don't put me in a wheelchair, World Cup. I mean, he looked like five years younger. I'm going to give him a trophy case for his new home in Miami because all the rumors he's going to go <laughs> to the MLS in Miami and join Beckham. You know what I give him for Christmas? What? Champions League uh, championship with PSG, with Neymar and uh, Mbappe. They win the Champions League this year. Boy, if he can keep up that level of play, I don't know. I think uh, Argentina was so designed with such fast players around him. I mean, he didn't have to do a lot of defensive work going back. I mean, they took care of the middle, and they got it up to him, and he was more the orchestrator than having to work hard on the corners. You remember they are the second team all-time in World Cup history to lose their first match and then go on and become undefeated the rest of the way. And the first I mean, was? Yeah, Saudi Arabia, when they lost to them, they declared that a national holiday, and every one of the Saudi Arabian players got limousines, free limousines. <laughs> nice. As opposed, as opposed to some of the Iranian players, after they lost to America, about five of them have been put, put to death already. You don't know that's true, do you? That's supposed to be reported that five have been executed. Wow, 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 crazy. That, that, re that reminds you of the 96 World Cup, the the Colombian goalkeeper that gave up the winning goal. It was the same goal. No, no, it was a defender. Kicked it into his own goal, trying to kick it back to the goalie, and he was assassinated by the Medellin cartel when he returned back to Colombia later that year, killed because of the soccer match. We think we take sports seriously. Yeah, yikes. Way way too seriously. We don't kill anybody, but I digress. So that's that's two different gifts. That's what we're offering Messi. Who's who's next on our Santa's list? Is you gotta have somebody named Nick if you're gonna do a, a Christmas show. So Nick Saban, I'm gonna give <laughs> him I'm gonna give him a Snickers bar because Nick, you're not yourself when you're not playing in the college football playoffs. Boom boom boom. Thank you very much. No, little little Debbie K. No, no, you the commercials for Snickers. Come on now. Yeah, but he does. He loves little Debbie cakes. He has them packed away in his office. He has them as a snack. The little oatmeal little Debbie cakes, not with Will Ferrell dressed up as little Debbie. The original, <laughs> no. but uh, yeah, he likes little Debbie cakes. That's what I give him a case of little Debbies. Okay, yeah, that's good. Um, my next and, and, a, and a picture of uh, the Texas A&M coach to laugh at. For all that controversy at the beginning of the year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. Now, my next gift goes to Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker's one of these guys gets way more attention than he's ever deserved. I mean, yes, he won the Heisman. But, boy, did he deserve all those insurance commercials up in Cleveland? No. Then he goes well, to Charlotte, uh, Carolina. Just looks horrible, right? Then he goes to... L.A., and so for Baker Mayfield in L.A., I give him a pair of sunglasses and a reality TV show quickly before they dump him at the end of the season. 
You know, the big rumor is that uh, supposedly your former Lions quarterback is going to retire, Matt Stafford. I don't know. Maybe you'll get a franchise with Pizza Pizza and <laughs> Mayfield may be the next candidate. I, I He still hasn't shown him. One series against, uh, you know, a, a team that's falling apart. He hasn't shown. He didn't show that much against the Packers last night. No, he, I don't, he didn't. I, I think he's he's washed pretty much. Yeah, I would I would get him a uh, acting contract. Yeah, I think he needs it. Or or he'd be good on you know if 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 Terry Bradshaw's pretty much aging out, maybe you can replace him on the Fox pregame. He does well on the Heisman House commercials. I have to give him credit there. He he's a better actor than quarterback. Is that true? Yeah, I mean if if and Mark Sanchez can do NFL network <laughs> games and, and do Fox games. I, Baker can get a chance to Heisman guys will always get a shot at doing a little bit of TV and radio. So I'm giving a nice cushy booth. Uh, I think he'll be better than some of the others we have going around these days. You don't know. He might be a replacement when Brady gets unretires again after he does TV for a couple of years. Which brings up my next gift receptor. Recipient Thomas Brady. Uh, I actually have three things for Tom off of Amazon's hottest gifts for 2022. Shameless plug, shameless plug. For Tom this year, we're going to give him a heated back and neck massager for $39.99, a shower steamer aromatherapy for $19.99, and a knee massager with heat, $55.99, which all means, Tom, hang it up, buddy. Just hang it up. You're not going to buy him one of those books about how to get back into the single dating life again? <laughs> they One of their top 20, 10 hits or recommendations on Amazon is a game called, Do You Really Know Your Family? <laughs> he should have gotten <laughs> I, that last year. I would give him this gift. I would have Gronk retire oh. and join the Buccaneers. Oh, wow. That's, Gronk that's is the I gift that keeps him. giving. Oh, yes. I don't. If he, you know, that would give him a little extension in life. The rumor is supposedly Pat McAfee and some of the others have said that he's going to the Raiders, which I don't know why, because that's a train wreck right now. There's just not enough talent on that team. Who's next on the list? Well, we're gonna go toward the lumps of coal section of our. Oh, okay. And you can you can flip it if you want to give this person something nice. You can. But that's one of the international superstars known by one name only, and that's Ronaldo. Ronaldo gets a lump of coal from me. Ronaldo sulks. He pouts. He talks about the coaches don't show him enough respect he should be playing for. And when he gets out there, he dumps something, but it's not a lump of coal. So a lump of coal to Ronaldo. Yeah, it's fascinating that before this World Cup, the debate, which has been going on for the last 20 years, is who is better, Messi or Ronaldo? And people pretty much, because Ronaldo's won more other titles, Champions League, uh, and they've given him kind of a step up. But I think Messi's performance and the last two years winning the Copa and winning the World Cup has kind of eliminated that argument permanently. And the only offers he's getting to play on this league in Saudi Arabia, which has no TV contract. And the narcissist that Ronaldo is, he's going to have to play somewhere where he 
people can watch him and, and bask in his glory and all that. It it truly is. And and David reminded me in the last podcast he can't go to the USA because there are certain charges still floating around him. Right. So he's really kind of put himself in a corner, so to speak. I mean, take the money and run and go to Saudi Arabia, but we'll we'll never hear of him again. I'm sure that watered down league like that, he'll put up extraordinary numbers. It's it's fascinating to see this this fall. It's it's unique to see that happen. And and again, I don't. We've had that in our lifetime with guys who have committed crimes. Pete Rose and O.J. Simpson, but it's very similar type of picture of somebody who pretty much has destroyed all the goodwill he's built up in the last 20 years. I look at Ronaldo as just physically superior, better, stronger, jumps higher, and just such great shape. And then you look at Messi as the short overachiever, like a wily, smart guy that in some of his passes in the World Cup were insane. Uh, how he just threaded a needle and got it in the right place, and his his sense for going around it, and then saving his energy. I mean, even when he didn't have the ball, I was watching him just to see how he's conserving his energy and did it affect their team. Um, so all that to he, say is, my son's helped my soccer knowledge like three thousand percent. As a young teenager, his family actually had him injected with growth hormone because they thought he would not grow tall enough to play competitive soccer. When I watched that final, and you, you can't go without saying Mbappe scoring a hat trick. Yeah, and, crazy. And being successful in the, the extra period. But it, was, it kind of reminded me of the 83 NBA finals. And when, when Larry Bird finally won his first championship and, and kind of extricated himself from magic. But in that same series, there was a batch in, in game six where Elijah Wan made three steals off of Mc, uh, Kevin McHale, made him look like, old. And it was like a glimpse of the future. In the next 10 years, you'd see this athlete, you know, almost in a certain extent, almost as, as great as Bird was. And Mbappe, with one championship already, you just think, you know, even though we've clearly defined now, for a lot of older people, they say Pele was the greatest. Now it's it's messy, and it looks like Mbappe may be the best of all of them by the time he finishes his career. Yeah, and don't underestimate the goalie for Argentina, who, <laughs> who's crazy. He's all get out. He's wearing a Spider-Man uh, f- face over, you know, like a mask during the victory parade. But he's a little crazy, but he really is a big, tall guy who anticipated unbelievably well. Um, did you see what he did with the World Cup? I'm afraid to ask. Her, so afraid oh, you ask. should be. While well, it was presented to him by the emir. Oh, oh, yeah, I did see it. He put it down by his private parts. and Yes, he tried to simulate. That, no, it, yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't the World Cup. It was his award for the best goalkeeper. It was a oh, glove. okay. I just saw the picture of the award. I couldn't deal with the award. No, he, he put it in the place that... Uh, young boys read about in magazines. So uh, my wife saw that and she goes, she started laughing out loud. And I said, yeah, this guy's a character, but aren't all goalies. Let me go on to our next guy here. All right. Our next lump of coal goes to Robert Sarver. Now you may think Robert Sarver, 
Isn't he the owner of the Phoenix Suns? Yes, he is. He paid $401 million in 2004 for the Phoenix Suns, which was a lot of money considering Jerry Colangelo paid $44 million in 1988. But good old Robert, he doesn't need any money. He gets a lump of coal because he's about to get $4 billion from Matt Ishbia, which is a former Michigan State basketball player who's basically funded all of Michigan State athletics and NIL money. But anyways, so Robert Sarver doesn't need money, doesn't need anything. Let's just send him a lump of coal and send him on his way. He's going to, no money will wipe away the attention he's received as an NBA owner sitting on the front row and committing various types of actions of sexual harassment and treating his employees terrible. But we saw this before with the Clippers owner, and we're going to see this with, with Snyder, with the Washington Commanders. You know, everybody, let's get him out, get him out, and they're going to gripe. And we're going to walk away with a couple billion dollars from Jeff Bezos for the Commodores. And, you know, it's a, yeah, hey, send me away with a couple billion dollars. He's not getting a bucket of coal. He's no, he's a, not. Man. He's getting a lot of gold. But, yeah, but, again... That's that's the market. That's what it pays these days. Billion dollar franchises. Yeah, I know. It's just funny money now. It's just crazy. And if I think about it too much, it just makes me like our world is totally messed up. But it's always been like this filthy lucre. That's our first mention yes, yes. of filthy just, lucre just, in, the, in our first 20 minutes. Have, just be glad you haven't purchased any crypto. That's all I'm going to say. Really? That was a bad idea. And my lump, last lump of coal... And you can see this coming, folks, if you listen to this podcast. It's for the Ohio State football coach, Ryan Day. Mr. Ryan Day talked about how he was going to hang 100, 100 points excuse me, on Michigan. Then talked about how Michigan wasn't that great a team. And then when Michigan beat him two years in a row, all of a sudden he talked how great Michigan is so he can back into a college football playoff. Come on, Ryan. Come on. You can't have it both ways. Or maybe you can if you're an Ohio State fan. Ooh, that sounded sort of snarky. There you go. They got a gift. They got in the championship. I didn't think they deserved to. They weren't a conference champion. They didn't even play in a conference championship game. They got a nice Christmas gift. And and why are you giving out pieces of coal? It was fascinating to listen. And speaking of Ohio State, it was fascinating to watch the interviews with the Jacksonville Jaguars players after their upset victory over the Dallas Cowboys this past weekend. And they are basically, they're six and eight. They're one game out of first place. And if they, they will play the Titans, if they beat them, they will take over the division. A big comeback. And they're asked the players, what's the difference with this team that won three games last year hmm. and now is continuing for playoffs? And to a man, all 20 guys plus that we interviewed said, coaching. Last year, we didn't have any. <laughs> and that just shows the value of coaching, even in the NFL, which is considered to be a player's league. So he who will name nameless. Urban liar, urban liar, urban liar. Who, who supposedly is a candidate or was a candidate for some of the open jobs. Yikes. Some people don't learn. A name, a name, that's it. Sometimes it's, it's just a name. It's you know? just a name. All right, Ernest, I've run through some of my Christmas gifts and lumps of coal. What else do you have? 
Oh, lumps of coal? Or Christmas uh, gifts. Do you want to give some more Christmas gifts out? Let's give some gifts. Let's give some more gifts. How about uh, for the man who doesn't need anything, uh, Jalen Hurts. And I would give him a healthy right shoulder. He injured his shoulder against the Bears this past weekend. And uh, I would give him a week's worth of rest. They have a three-game lead on the Cowboys. Theoretically, the Cowboys can sweep their games. And the Eagles lose all theirs, and the Cowboys would uh, tie them. And because of a sweep, uh, they would get the division title. But let's give them a week. Let's let the, the mustache take over, uh, miss you, and let him quarterback <laughs> a little bit. and Let him get a chance at it a little bit. So what, what would you give uh, a gentleman that I think would probably be the MVP of the NFL this year? Would you give him an F- uh, MVP trophy? Jalen Hurts, yeah, because yes. I would give him because he's been not only on the field playing the best of his career, but they intentionally, as a team, said, "You're a quarterback. We're ready to follow you," and he took it because he's not—he's a good old boy, basically. He's a good old—he talks slowly, doesn't get too loud, just calmly speaks his mind, and they're buying into it. You know, this tough team is buying into it, so. If most valuable player is the player that makes the biggest difference to a winning team, then you got to go with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know who would be number two for you. Uh, he's got it. I mean, the best player in the best team, he's, he's had the, how much better he's playing. I mean, he got him in the playoffs last year. Uh, you've got to give it to him. I mean, that team's in sync the best of all. Let's go to my next pro- gift, and that's Bill Belichick. And I would give him, after that uh, fantastic finish against the Las Vegas Raiders, a nice retirement party. <laughs> Bill, you can't help your – your reputation is what it is. You've got Super Bowl rings. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. Matt Jones is not an adequate quarterback. He is mediocre at best. He has a temper control problem. You've brought in all your former players. You got defensive coordinators, your offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, who couldn't even coach defense when he's head coach at Detroit. You're swapping back and forth. Uh, listen, don't don't put any rust on your reputation. Take a nice retirement. Take that young wife of yours. Go to the Bahamas. Hey, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Johnson has room on his boat in the Keys to let you fish all you want. <laughs> so uh, let's Bill Belichick retire in five years. We'll see you in Ken. You know Bill Belichick will not go to TV. There's just that that was an interesting play. That was good play. He's just he's so dull. But I agree with you. Retire, Bill. Come on, just retire. My next on my Christmas list is Matt Ryan. And maybe a lump of coal from Mr. Ryan. Do you realize Matt Ryan is the anti-Frank Reich? little background here. <laughs> Frank Reich, when he was at University of Maryland, led Maryland to a comeback victory. They were down 35-0 at my University of Miami. Later on, his backup quarterback at Bills, he had to fill in for Jim Kelly, and they fell behind 35-3. to to the Houston Oilers. Yeah, Warren Moon. I was going to sing the Love You Blue song. He brought them back to tie in regulation. And finally, they won in overtime. What Matt Ryan does is, as with the Atlanta Falcons, this mediocre quarterback who was MVP one year, 
uh, led to the biggest comeback. He was behind the biggest comeback by the New England Patriots and the aforementioned Bill Belichick when they were down 27 points in the second half and came back to win in overtime. And this past Saturday, as quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts, they had a 35 to nothing lead, which they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. So now the two biggest demises on the football town leads to Matt Ryan. And if I hear one more person say Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame quarterback, I will tell you the only way Matt Ryan will get into the Hall of Fame is with a ticket like me. Oh, wow. He is not a That lump of coal is on fire. There are three Hall of Fame (laughs) quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Can you name them? Oh, Tom Brady, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, number two. And, ooh, who's the third who's probably close but not quite in? Mm. Oh, he's in. If he if he retired right now, even at his age, he has Hall of Fame statistics. I'm drawing a blank. Flacco? No. Pat Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes, of course. Mahomes already has Hall of Fame Yeah, stats. he does. He does. So don't tell me all these other guys. No, none of them are Hall of Famers. Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. No. Matt no. Ryan is not a Hall no. of Famer. Bill James used to talk about the Hall of Very Good. There were a lot of baseball players that fit into the Hall of Very Good. That's where those guys fit. Well, that was a long lump, man. That's was just my first <laughs> lump. I can't offer other lumps. Yes, go for uh, more lumps. I just, wow, okay. that took a while. LeBron James lump. Ooh. Ooh. First of all, he got his lump already because uh, the NBA finally recognized what the rest of us have known for years. You did see this, didn't you? Know that he the travels M- all the time? No, no, no. The MVP trophy is now called the, Michael, the Jordan. Michael Jordan Most Valuable Player Trophy. He wanted it for himself? No, he wanted, he wanted to feel like he was the greatest player of all time. Oh. The NBA has said that's Michael Jordan because he has the MVP trophy named after. No, LeBron has left him with self with a mediocre team, a broken-down center who's probably out for the rest of the year, uh, aging players like Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's just it. He did it to produce all these movies and stuff. He wanted to be in L.A. As a GM, he could be in L.A. He won his second year there. Mm Mm-hmm. And these machinations that he's had bringing a team together, he is a lousy GM. This is a poorly team constructed. They can't guard anybody. They are aging. They have no coherent process. He's gotten three coaches fired. He's going to get another one fired. You're seeing a great, illustrious career. It's kind of like Kobe that is, in his twilight, stuck to a mediocre team. May not even make the playoffs. So his lump of coal is of his own creation. Okay. Wow. But he no. was a great player. Yes, he deserves what he is now, but you can't take away he's one oh, of the yeah. top three players of all time. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And that brings up another lump. I have all kind of lumps of coal. What oh, kind of did, week did you have, Ernest? Lots of lumps I don't know. Uh, let's go to the guy who lost his Nike shoe contract. Oh, we love to dump on Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie is so easy. When he's, he's a not gift that keeps flat earth, When he blames everybody but himself. He and Kevin Garnett created, uh, Kevin Durant, excuse me. 
him and Kevin Durant created this super team, uh, three player type of format that LeBron used in um, Miami and what uh, LeBron also tried to do in Cleveland and Los Angeles was successful getting championships there, but it has been a disaster from game one because the owner has pretty much given them carte blanche to do whatever they want. And for Kyrie, that's playing when he wants to, that's shooting when he wants to, and now they're stuck with a all-star power forward who psychologically is so damaged he can't even shoot or has the will to shoot. It is a train wreck. And every few weeks you hear rumors about Durant wanting to be traded, Kyrie going to L.A. It's, it's, it's the example. Everybody's always said, if you let the players run the team, they're going to run it into the, the road. And that's what Kyrie's done. So big lump of coal for him. Big lump of coal. He's, you know, so poor at like $300 million. So I'm feeling so sorry for him. By the way, that beep you heard was I'm a hospital chaplain and my beeper was going off because there's a cold blue somewhere or someplace. My wife really oh. loves it when I leave that on at night and all of a sudden in the middle of the night you hear this beep, 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 beep. I thought that was talking about Kyrie and LeBron's career was on cold blue. <laughs> blue. That's what you're Yeah, I think it, I think uh, it is. You have more I've, goals? Uh, no, I've done enough damage. I've harped. There are always. Do others. you have any gifts? I did give a, I did give a few gifts, didn't I? Um, let me see. Who All right. Well, I before you do that, the best okay. gift you got when you were a boy. For oh, that's easy. Uh, uh, the the uh, football game. The electronic uh, football game. Electronic football the game that vibrated. Yes. And I had the Rams and the Cardinals were the teams I had. Sweet. And that was oh, we created a league. A couple guys had got them also. And we would have games. I guess that was the forerunner of video game playing and sharing or fantasy league. Right. It was way before that. But we would play games against each other. And I, I ordered extra league, extra teams. I still have the players. Nice. I don't have the board anymore. The 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 board actually disintegrated. The the aluminum kind of deteriorated to the point that I had to throw it away. But I still have the little players. I Baltimore Colts, the Houston Oilers, and all the teams of glory at that time. And uh, I drove myself crazy putting little decal numbers on the players. <laughs> right. And those and – did you order extra little rubber footballs to stick in there underneath their arms? The little felt footballs, yes. yes. The hardest thing was the throwing. Because oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible. split on one end, and the, the quarterback, for some reason, like a 1930s quarterback, had his arm extended. Like he was pointing <laughs> the direction. Yes. And you would pull the arm back, and it would cock and throw. And you would hope you would hit one of the receivers while the most of them were going around in circles at all times. You could vary the speed where they go a little faster. Our, our you, kids you today could, would spend five minutes and then just move on. Oh, they'd be bored. You could, you could the, they had four, two bifurcated legs on each of the bases <laughs> of the players. And you could vary how fast they could be by how close to the base it was. Oh, I knew the increases of this. I was above my time in that respect, but way before Madden football. But that was that was the gift that I cherished more than any other. I must have. I kept it until I was 50 years old. So I must have thought a lot of it. And I, and I had a hockey game, too, with the slots. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I got all the players of the league. I had the Oakland Seals, had all the old bad teams, uh, Kansas City Scouts and all those. You're talking about the and, long rods that would control the players. Oh, yeah, and they always had that problem because if the puck got behind the goalie, yes. you had to redrop it. There was a little slot at the top of the base, the yep. tower, would zigzag and come out, and then you'd play it. The original ones just had a flat puck, but essentially, over a period of time, they replaced that with one with a ball bearing, which would go much faster and much smoother. We just used and, a marble uh, after a while. Oh, uh, well, we used that. And then now the neat thing was when you got into the end of the game, uh, you could pull your goalie and put in a double-sided center, like the extra man on the ice. Mm. Good times. Good times. Good times. Simpler life in that respect. Yeah. How about you? What was the gift? Um, one Christmas, I got two things for sports the same gift, same year. So they, they go together in my brain. I got golf, a set of golf clubs and a hockey goalie stick in the same Christmas. And that was like out of the, this world that I got both. Um, so that was so cool. And the games I always shared with my brother, we we had the same games you're talking about. We'd play them like crazy. Um, I do wonder sometimes with today's cell phones, smartphones, and everything, like our kids would be bored, but I guess we found enough to do without cable TV and other things. I guess we survived, I guess, right? Well, there's retro coming back because uh, um, the hand, handheld games are back. The old handheld, uh, what was the old football, that blip, 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 blip. And uh, I, I know because I got one of these two years ago, the old baseball game mm-hmm. where you pull the levers where the ball would come out of the pitcher's mound and there was a little little uh, slide that if you hit that, it went up the stands, you had a home run. But it would uh, bounce. It was kind of like a, it was a bag teal game or a, uh, uh, what's it called? The, 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 the games kids play at the, used to play. With the pinball machine. It was like a pinball machine. All right, you ready for lightning round before we get to our... Lightning round, yes. Some final thoughts and stuff? Yes. I'm just doing this top of my head, and you can do it for me up the top of your head, too. You ready? Yes. Favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Die Hard or Gremlins. (laughs) One of the two. Favorite Christmas cookie? You you gotta go. Your favorite movie? Uh, Charlie Brown. That's not a movie. That's an animated special. What? It's only hey, I long. can choose whatever movie I oh, want. Okay. No, no. See, if we went, okay. Favorite, uh, uh, I'll go favorite animated special then. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, like the same thing. Uh, Got to go with the classic Rudolph. Nice. I really do. I mean, you know, Yukon Cornelius, I knew all the songs. It was, you know, somebody discovered the old parts not too long ago. But Okay, good. Favorite cookie, right? Favorite cookie. Uh, wow, I love uh, the oatmeal slow bake cookies. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I love. To me, it's a close one. It's like those peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kisses on them. Oh, mm-hmm. So good. And the other one is uh, lately, Audrey's my wife's been making these cookies that they're called thumbprint cookies. That they have like a cookie base, and then they have like a a raspberry or strawberry jelly oh so good crazy but you put a thumbprint to keep other people from eating your cookie <laughs> that is an old joke that i won't tell right now all right, uh, right you know um okay favorite christmas decoration for a tree 
Uh, I have a little cell phone that plays the sounds of my grandchildren saying Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. Overdose cuteness alert. Wow, that's awesome, man. I don't have anything close to that. I thought you were going to say like Charlotte Hornets or something like that. I have that. I have Tar Heels. I have Panthers. I have Hornets. I have Larry Bird. <laughs> that's all right. My son has Troy Aikman on history. Oh, Troy's hard up for work these days, huh? Yes, yes. Well, I'm doing pretty good on Monday night. Yeah, he is. Uh, favorite Manning brother? Oh, Peyton. You like it's a few Peyton. quips in there surprises me, but Peyton still. He's in the new Santa Claus is. Uh, miniseries. Commercial. Yeah, he also, he's also in uh, the commercial for Offices where there's a whole bunch of Peyton's playing like clones yes, and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else for Christmas? Uh, favorite Christmas song on the radio? Ooh, favorite. Uh, it's going to feel melancholy, but I love Johnny Cash. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Oh, that's a good one. Um, all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus. Just because... Uh, not the Italian donkey? Not Dominic <laughs> the Italian donkey? No, no, no. The only reason is that we had some kids uh, that were neighbors and also went to our church. And uh, I hadn't heard the song before. And they started singing. And I said, oh, that doesn't sound good at all. So every time they would see me around Christmas, they'd come over to my house, ring the doorbell and sing it. And I'd always make a big face like, oh, that's so horrible. And now I miss those little kids coming by. So have fond that's... memories of that. Not Sammy the Christmas snake or Grandma got run over by a reindeer? <laughs> you know, I don't hear Grandma get got run over by a reindeer song hardly ever anymore. I think it's too PC, you know, politically incorrect or whatever. So I have it saved on my phone, on my queue, so I always have it in that respect. Yeah, cool. Um, I don't think anything else. Stockings or no stockings on Christmas? Talking on a female or around the chimney? Oh, I knew you were going to go there. I, I set it up <laughs> as a straight line. I like stockings, yes. And on the, the thing, too. Uh, yeah. Yes, for the stockings. Both both formats. So when you were growing up, what was in your stocking? Uh, box of raisins. Uh, usually a Snickers or Three Musketeers. Some walnuts, because my grandfather had a walnut tree. <laughs> some pecans and a tangerine. Two smells that, that always remind me of Christmas. The smell of a live tree mm -hmm. and citrus fruit, because right. we always had bag oranges or, or tangerines. Did you take the skin of the tangerine and squeeze it so it got in your brother's eyes? Or we would chase each other and try to squeeze it in each other's eyes. Sort of no, no, you're wasting a good tangerine, wasting food. No, no, you peel, you'd peel the tangerine, then you have the skin left. But if you pinch the skin, it it sends out a spray of the uh, citrus mist or whatever you call it. Anyways. No, not in the Christmas spirit. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Very good. So when you're, my family, when we did Christmas, we had to open up the uh, stockings first in one room. Then we had to have breakfast. And then my dad would make us wait at, at the edge of the family room to look at all the presents under the tree, and he took a picture of us. And then he let us come in, and then we had to wait. One present at a time would be opened, and then it would last like almost three hours. So that's why we loved just a long day Christmas. How about your family? We opened one 
within the family itself on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning after Santa has made his day, we open, but we always travel. I have always traveled all 66 Christmases of my life to my grandparents, to my aunts and uncles, now to my sons. So I have spent pretty much every Christmas on the road and will this year also. It's just a natural to me. That sounds good. So I have one grandson, two grandsons here locally, and then I'll travel that afternoon to see the other two grandsons. Nice. That's a good day. And I, and I get to play uh, quick answer with you, right? Sure. Worst Christmas food. Um, where's, oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, oh, uh, what's eggnog? Eggnog. Eggnog? Not yeah. fruitcake? Oh, well, that's pretty bad, too. You, I think well, they're pretty close to each other. Claxton fruitcake. Fruitcakes will stay in your digestive system the entire year long. Yeah. Those maraschino cherries, I don't whatever else is no. in that mix. No. But the good thing is, after the holidays, they make a great doorstop. Thank you very much. Uh, Christmas song that you hate hearing above all songs. This just, year I gave you my heart. Or last, last year. Last Christmas. Oh, I can't stand it. If you listen to the lyrics, it's really a train wreck of a song. And every year they play it like crazy, like it's the most wonderful thing. I'm like, no, it's stop. The movie was horrible, too. There was a movie? movie. Yeah, yeah. With the 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 girl from uh, 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 the the HBO movie, the Khaleesi, whatever her name is. Uh, basically, she falls in love with a guy. It lasts all year long, and you find out that he is her imagination. She he was the heart donator that gave her her heart. Oh, you're so <laughs> no. I am that is not the worst. That is the worst. That could be the last, worst Christmas movie. Is that it? We'll put that as worst. I don't Usually, know. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life is the worst Christmas no, movie. No, no, no. We talked about this before. That's not Yes, right. I, I can't stand it. Yeah, respect. I know you what, can't. What, what, uh, what animated Christmas special do you hate among all others? Ooh, usually I don't watch it, so I don't, I'm not there to hate it. Um, you know, the... Um, I don't know. Some of the ones that after the original Santa Claus is coming to town and I'm Mr. Freeze, I'm Mr. Cold, that was good. But then like four things later, it just got so weird. Mithers Brothers, Christmas in Yeah, it's like, forget, no, uh-uh, stop. For me, it's the California Raisins Christmas special. <laughs> People don't even know what California Raisins are all about, man. Almost as bad as the uh, uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, <laughs> which I actually saw. That's our campy good, though. Oh, that was horrible! It truly, truly. They was have horrible. a galaxy of, of the. Um... That's actually pretty good. Anyways, we gotta wrap this it, puppy up here. Okay, can I give a quick review of that? That's my quick review. Oh, go for it. Go yep. Uh, basically, Peter misses Christmas not being as a small child. He doesn't have it anymore. So what they do is they go in Guardians of the Galaxy we're talking about. Guardians of the Galaxy. They capture the one thing Peter talks about all the time, and they uh, kidnap um, Kevin Bacon. (laughs) The Kevin Bacon. The Kevin Bacon. 
And it's actually done fairly well, and it actually reveals a big secret from the movies. The idea that the uh, Mantis is Peter's half-sister. Did I give away something there? Ooh. Yes, I did. Okay, so it's actually pretty well done. Okay, all right. Well, I don't have any reviews today, but just want to say Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to all our three listeners. No, it's more than that, but not a lot, depending on the week. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Night, yep, dreidel, happy dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, happy Festivus fe- to the rest of us. For the rest of us, yes. You must have a, a, a get the Festivus pole, show feats of strength, and tell tales of strength. And whoa. Don't forget, uh, happy winter solstice for our Druid and Wiccan friends. No, 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 no. We're not no, going that far? No, I can only I go would, so far. I would wish something to the atheists listening, but uh, I don't believe in atheists. They have a day every bum, year bum, dedicated bum. to them. Oh, you, bum, you know, bum, bum. You know what day it's dedicated? What's no, their day? April 1st. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they don't believe in them was a pretty good joke. But okay, I go with yours. Well, I know. I'm just being competitive toward the end. We do have to wish our number one listener. It's really, we have two number one listeners. One is Ernest's grandson, and the other one is Travis, buddy. So um, we wish you guys... Uh, Merry Christmas, and is that it, Ernest? Are we done? Uh, just on a sentimental note, uh, Christmas is don't take them for granted. You don't know if you're going to have another, so enjoy this with your family. I, I know the drama comes up. Ignore the family drama. It's bad for the intestines. Your digestive system can't stand it. For a couple of days, a couple of hours, overlook everybody, what are their political beliefs or if they're like Kyrie Irving and I think the world's flat, just don't say nothing. Just ignore it for a couple hours. You can jump all over them on the 26th. And uh, I'll see y'all standing in line at Walmart returning my gifts on the 26th. <laughs> the soap on the rope or the slippers or the whatever they give you, right? Yeah, but think about that soap on the rope. When you get to the end, you start rubbing with that coarse rope. Rug burn. Good lord. Oh. <laughs> Shivers up and down. And my fruitcake. I have to return my fruitcake. All right. Or use it to build a foundation for a building. One of the two. Hey, it's a multi purpose thing. Yes. All right. For Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, complaints, suggestions, or any help books you have to go bluearnold at gmail.com. And have a good night. Bye.